I found the Passionate DJ podcast in 2015 while on my last deployment with the U.S. Air Force. I was excited to find a free resource that approached DJing as more of an art and a science versus mainly focusing on music and gear. Imagine my surprise when I learned that the show was headquartered in the same city where I was currently stationed, lovely Dayton, Ohio. Too good to be true. As I binge listened to the entire catalog, I began to develop a formula about how I was going to get involved with the show upon my return from overseas. I reached out to David when I returned to Ohio and essentially played the role of fanboy and I ran into him whenever I could, just trying to support the local scene and maintain contact. During the spring of 2016, the stars aligned when Trip just happened to move next door to me and Turlington Studios began hosting recording sessions for the Passionate DJ podcast. After a few guest appearances on the show, I was officially invited to become part of the team. Originally, I didn't know how I was going to contribute to the show. With David being the founder, Tony with his vast experience and knowledge of touring in the promotion scene, and lastly, Trip, with his catalog of produced albums and experience being a touring DJ, well, I felt pretty intimidated and I wasn't sure how I was going to fit in. I finally found my niche in being our resident mobile DJ and being our community ambassador to Passionate DJ Nation. It was a space I was allowed to create within the team and was thankful to David for giving me the opportunity to contribute to the show. Fast forward to the end of 2021 when David approached me with an idea he felt would expand the reach of Passionate DJ Nation. He asked if I could take on the podcast portion of the show. At first, I thought he was joking, but as he explained the future direction of the show, then I started to get a little nervous. This is an opportunity I humbly accept and do not take lightly. However, I cannot do this on my own, and nor should I. This is our show. It is our platform, and it exists for you, the listener and viewer. I'm asking for your assistance as the podcast portion of the show begins a new journey. Reach out. Let us know what's on your mind. What's relevant to your scene? And what show topics do you want to hear covered? Send in your thoughts, idea, or let's just chat. Let's get on a call and talk about what's on your mind. Tell us about the things going on in your scene. But most importantly, let's talk about how we can all continue to become better DJs through passion and purpose. I am Odingo, and I approve this message. Love you guys. Wash your damn hands. I'm Mo, and I'm out. Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. And for one more time, I'm your host, David Michael. Now, before you start to panic, let me explain what's going on and what's in store for the future of Passionate DJ. The first thing to understand is that we make many different kinds of content. So in addition to conversations and interviews on the podcast, we do a lot of video content. Uh, we create how-to videos, hardware reviews and unboxings, uh, product demos, music performances, uh, news clips and stories, and we've even gotten into throwing live events. I've also severely neglected the thing that got Passionate DJ this far in the first place, which is our online articles and guides. So needless to say, it's a lot. 
As Passionate DJ's founder and primary creator, I found myself in a constant struggle to be doing all these things at once. And when you start stretching yourself this thin as a creator, you start to worry. You know, is the quality of all this content suffering because I can't give any one of them my full attention? What steps am I missing every single time I publish a piece of content just because I'm literally always in a rush to publish it? What happens if I can't focus on marketing the brand or, you know, doing outreach or experimenting with new techniques? Or worst yet, what happens if it stops being fun? As I found myself in the middle of this crisis, I came to a crossroads. I decided that if I was going to keep spearheading both YouTube content and the podcast, I was going to do neither of them justice, and one of them might have to go. Many of you probably already noticed how much the pace of the show slowed down in 2021, and that's simply because I just couldn't make it happen. With Passionate DJ, I'm working more than full-time, often for free, and it's just too much. But... Then I had an epiphany. Mo Dingo is also a content creator. He's been working on video projects with me on the side for a while now, and he's a familiar and loved personality on the show already. And he's even been host of a completely separate podcast before. You know, suddenly I saw the answer right in front of me. It was clear as day. Mo Dingo should be the primary host of the podcast. That way, the podcast can continue being what it was always meant to be and what established us as players in the podcasting space, which is a talk show for like-minded DJs and other lovers of music to come together, discuss the craft, gain inspiration, and of course become better DJs through passion and purpose. Now, this would free me up to be able to focus on all the other exciting stuff that Passionate DJ has coming down the road without having to constantly be of two minds. And yet, our original show gets to continue to shine. And I've got to say, this realization hit me like a ton of bricks. I honestly couldn't believe it took me this long to come up with the idea. Mo is a fantastic host with a great voice and is an all-around nice guy, as you all are already aware. And just to be clear, no, this doesn't mean that you won't hear from me on the podcast anymore. Just like with Tony and Trip and Mo before, we'll all be regular voices on the show, in addition to the YouTube channel and Twitch and everywhere else. So let me be very clear. This is not goodbye. It's just a shift in how our content gets structured and who's steering which ship. This is both mildly terrifying and extremely exciting for both Mo and myself, but I know that you, the true fans, or as Mo says, passionate DJ Nation, will lock arms with us through this period of transition as we give PDJ every bit of full attention that it deserves. And that brings us to today's episode, because these discussions were all happening during the holidays, so we didn't really get to publish uh, you know, a proper holiday episode like we do every year. So the rest of this episode will sort of be like that. We're going to hear short interviews with some old friends of the show, uh, with the conversation being led by the Mighty Mo Dingo himself. And uh, then at the end of the show, I'll come back to talk about all the cool and exciting things that Passionate DJ did last year in 2021. But before we move on, please do me a quick favor. Now, part of the process of focusing our content involves sort of separating it into different buckets, especially in regards to YouTube. You know, due to the way that the algorithm works, it's much better both for us and for you if we start to break our videos into different accounts. 
Uh, we recently did this with our performances channel where you can listen to DJ mixes from our guests. And now we're going to do the same thing with the podcast. Now, this is literally a brand new YouTube channel that I created uh, right as I was typing the script. So uh, we don't qualify for a custom URL or anything yet. So the easiest thing to do uh, right now is go to passionatedj.com slash crossroads. That's the name of this episode, Crossroads. And I've uh, set that up to point to that new channel. Uh, even though we know that this is the right thing, both from YouTube's perspective and for the general user experience, it still makes us nervous as hell to start a new channel from scratch. But we know you, Passionate DJ Nation, want every bit of our lovely content. So if you like watching video versions of our podcast, or if you just want to do us a solid and help us get started on this journey, please head on over to our new podcast channel and subscribe to it. If you want to get immediate notifications whenever Mo uploads a new episode, you know, click that little bell and you'll get those too. Uh, this is not just something that YouTubers have to say. This would actually help us out tremendously and we really would appreciate it. So once again, that's passionatedj.com slash crossroads. All the full episodes will go there from now on, but of course we'll cut out some juicy clips and upload those to the main channel. Uh, and if you prefer listening to the audio version, you can still access that uh, via your favorite podcast app on your phone, just the way you always have. And with all that out of the way, let's get on to our first interview with Brian James, the engineer. And I'll see you at the end of the show for a few more words. What up, Passion DJ Nation? It's your boy, Modingo, and I am here with the one and only Brian James, the engineer, host of Dive Bootsu Music uh, out of Philly. Uh, longtime supporter of the show, oh, yeah, one of the OG ambassadors. So, uh, yeah. Brian, what's good, man? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Just out here pushing, making sure that ends get met as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I still need to come out there and have some of that ramen. I still think about that picture you posted like two years ago. Man. Oh, yeah, man. Hopefully yeah, they survived the pandemic. Yeah. Yes, they did. I recently went to Terracawa on 9th and Philly, and they're still there. So before we get too far, why don't you go and drop your socials to everybody so they can follow you? All right. So for those of you that have not heard of me or Daibutsu Music, you can learn more about me, my label, and all the music that I've been working on at www w.daibutsu music that's daibutsu music.com and my socials um at daibutsu for instagram and also on facebook it's um it's the same thing and i do have another one that's just the engineer so like if i'm putting things out on different labels it would be um the engineer underscore phl for uh for facebook yeah and uh one of the highlights of uh my musical year uh over the you know covid's like been the longest five years of my life but we did <laughs> drop that neon maneuvers uh, oh. I, I, I picked that up as soon as it dropped and uh, I was not disappointed, which you know, I wasn't expecting to be. But if you're into that deep, chunky, just like mm, kind of house, yeah, <laughs> Brian's your boys, go so go check that out. So, yeah, Neon Maneuvers was a lot of fun to put together. And it's it's it, it, it was a idea that I've had for a while. I wanted something that was kind of it wasn't tech house uh, it was it was kind of a hybrid between tech house techno and like 
some house were almost melodic mm-hmm. in that respect, but I wanted something that was just like, okay, if this were a movie, how what would this movie look like, sound like? Mm-hmm. And it definitely had a more Blade Runner style feel of what I was looking for. I, I could totally, I can totally concur with that. It, now, <laughs> now that you mentioned that, it does have that, you know, not not in a bad way, but that dystopian type futuristic yeah. film. Uh, it's a little dark at, at times, but you know, yep. and, and really driving at other times. But mm-hmm. it's funny you say that as far as your influences, because I could I could feel some old timey vibes, but also at the same time, you know, like a little bit houseier. So mm-hmm. you, you kind of like did a really good job of uh, checking all the boxes, you know, with that particular album. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to reach out and talk to you and see like how, you know, tell me some tell me some good that happened to you this year. So some good things that happened was Daibutsu Music became an actual label and not just uh, just a name. Uh, Congratulations. That was something that happened. Thank you. Thank you. That's been a long time coming. And you, I got actually COVID to thank for that, because if it wasn't for the pandemic, I'd probably just be still at work and it would still just be in name only. Uh, but it's actual factual now a business and um, with a done done in Bradstreet number and all, man, you know, so I can't nice. fault that. I put out the podcast, the Buddha Beats podcast, which you can find also on the website. <laughs> um, and the 23rd of every month is a new episode. So uh, I have a schedule for it now. Before was kind of when I could get it out. But now I have a schedule. The 23rd of every month is a brand new Buddha Beats episode uh, available on every podcast platform I can put it on. Um, yeah. yeah. So I've now been, that you dropped all those exclusives on us, you know, what, do you, what do you have ahead of you aside from those tidbits you just dropped that, for, for 2022? Um, I'm, I'm, I want to travel again, I, mm. as we all do. But yeah, I, I, once, I traveled for the first time last month out of the country and it was it was nice. Oh, <laughs> it was man, nice. where'd you go? It was nice to leave the country for a little bit. I went to Sweden again. Woo. Yeah. Oh man, I would love to visit home base for IKEA. That <laughs> <laughs> No, things that are coming uh, and uh, things that are going to be coming. Um I'm hoping to have more guests for the for the podcast. Um Kilma interviewed me uh a while back. I, w- I think I want to interview somebody. I've never done it before, so I'm going to try it. <laughs> it's just, it'll be fun. <laughs> I, I don't know what... I've listened to everybody else's shows. I just, I think I could do this. <laughs> it's not going to be... shouldn't be too hard. I'm going to need some help, but I'll figure it out. Um, but I want to definitely promote the saving of nightlife, nightclubs, mm-hmm. the scene as a whole, a whole lot more. There are event, there are movements out there. There's one called, um, oh, uh, I forget what it is off the top of my head, but I, I, I just want nightlife to, to still be here. I want, should I be so lucky to have kids? I want my kids to know what nightlife should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to really look at and say, Going out does not mean getting blackout drunk and not remembering who this person is next to you in the morning. That's not a night out. That's that's 
that can be, but mm-hmm. not the it's kind of Just like Trip says, when they had to add, add the second R to Plur, that's when things got a little uh, concerning. You know, the peace, love, yeah. respect, and responsibility. Okay, hold on. Responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come right. on. Come on. We're going too far here. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But now, um, some other good things that have happened. Um, uh, if you aren't aware, there is in the UK, there is a, a group called the NTIA, the Nighttime Industries Association. Um, this is a governing body in the UK who is it's their job to take on the information that comes from nightlife, like bars, nightclubs and things like that. So when you hear about club closures and stuff like that, they are the team that are behind like save nightlife okay. and things like that. Yeah. Um, they have and, membership and that nightlife. That was, that was huge during uh, the pandemic. Yeah, For those of you who don't know about it, it was just like this movement to try and help save clubs because exactly. of all the closures. And, you know, we're talking about people's livelihoods. It's not just the you know the folks that go there and, and enjoy right. themselves, but there's there's bartenders, there's waitresses, there's producers, there's engineers, there's dancers, there's, teachers, there's dancers, yeah. you know, yeah. and their lives were severely affected by that. You know, some people might not say that they're essential personnel, but damn it, I would argue for the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I would say they're essential because man, when the when the job gets you down and you need to mm-hmm. have some place to go stomp out the aggression, mm-hmm. a nightclub is the perfect place to go dance. And have it and get all of that out of the way, and I would say they're just as they're just as essential, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know. And so I signed up, and I, I've become a member of that because I believe that nightclubs and nightlife is. <laughs> I can definitely say it saved me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't going down a road that I was in trouble with, but it certainly helped me get where I'm at right now. So I'm very happy for that. So and I, and I'd argue for us in this space, like it's part of our mental health. Sure is. Yeah. Big time. I, I don't know how many times I've been like, man, I just feel like going dancing mm-hmm. and we're all on lockdown. It's just like, okay. So well said my friend. So thanks for your time. Uh, thanks for sharing with us. Thanks for all yeah. that exclusives you dropped us on it. So <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Brian James, the engineer, um, <laughs> Go out and create, like he said, and uh, a crusader for the savior of nightlife here in our country. (laughs) As much as possible. (laughs) Thanks, brother. Thank you, man. No problem. All right. What up, passionate DJ Nation? It is your boy Modingo, and I have with me the one and only DJ Access out of Columbus, Ohio. What's good, brother? <laughs> oh, I'm feeling great, man. Nice uh, early morning here. Uh, holidays are treating me well. Um, got a wedding here later today. Life's good. How about you? Oh, nice. How, how big is the wedding? Uh, I think 150 people. It's at um, not one of my favorite locations, but uh, the, they like a lot of dance music. Um, one mm. of them's an EDM blogger, so they oh, know their nice. stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty pumped for it. And then they were at uh, the gig I was I played on Thursday, and I saw them having a good time. So I know it's okay. going to be a good wedding. Nice. Isn't it kind of crazy how uh, in our mobile DJ spaces, like we have favorite venues and the and venues that we don't like as much? Oh, yeah. And nine times out of 10, it's all about the load in. But sometimes mm. uh, staff and, uh, and, and, and other things can kind of play a role. You know what? Actually, will really dock points on a venue. You're going to think I'm, I'm funny. If Parking? they don't have like a little hook on the on the bathroom. Yeah. To hang your, your suits. Up. Yeah. 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 No. You get, you get you docked major points for that. One of my favorite venues has the worst load in 
because mm-hmm. it's a barn in the middle of nowhere and I have to take everything to the second floor. It's my favorite though, because the acoustics are amazing. It's an old German barn built like in the thirties and they refurbished it. So mm-hmm. the acoustics are awesome in there. Uh, yeah. See, uh, man, acoustics don't necessarily play a role. I don't, I don't, there's very few rooms where I'm like, oh man, those acoustics are really good mm-hmm. or really bad. But I mean, I've, I, I know you're the, the sound guys. <laughs> so before we get too much further in this, how about you hit everybody up with your socials? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just at DJ Access Music on everything. DJ A-X-C-E-S-S on everything. And uh, feel free to ask me questions. I'm pushing my YouTube probably the most right now. I mm-hmm. uh, got 6,000 subscribers on there. Appreciate every single one of them. We talk tips, DJ discussions. Every once in a while, do a routine. Been really slacking on that. Uh, but it's uh, pretty good. And if you're in the comments and you want me to talk about something or uh, or do a video, I'm always looking for topics because it's really the videos that I think are going to do best do the worst. Like I just mm-hmm. put one out about emergency preparedness, you know, all the backups I have for my weddings, this, that, the other. And uh, I got like 68 views and then I post something up, uh, you know, that I, I don't think is going to do well. And it gets, you know, 148,000. So I, I if you tell me what you want to see at this point. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't checked out his YouTube page, you definitely have to check out the one where he talks about how to sort your crates. He talks mm. with um, DJ B-Funk, another uh, friend of the show. Uh, I'd imagine that one probably got a lot of views, but just listening to you guys talk, really didn't get a lot of views? No, man. Oh, I, man. Let me uh, double check and make we sure I'm not lying that. to you. Unless it blew up in the last couple of weeks. But again, another video where I'm like, you know, this is the secret sauce. Like if mm-hmm. someone sees this, they're going to infinitely become a better DJ. Even if they don't take a single tip, if they see it, they're going to start thinking about their own organ mm-hmm. or, and the way they their processes are. Let's see how that one's doing. I'm on the wrong YouTube here. You can keep talking. I gotta look up and but, see if uh, it's actually blowing up. Both uh, Mike and B Funk talk about like their particular systems and why they do things a certain way. And I think uh, if you're a newer DJ and you're catching this, definitely go ahead and hit pause right now, check that out, and then come back. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, it's, it's called a, it's DJ a, Tips: Organizing Your DJ Library, featuring B Funk. Two hundred nine views. So okay, going up on that. We're getting there. We're getting. There. Let's get to a thousand, folks. Let's go, yeah, Nation. Yeah. So, no, it doesn't. The numbers don't matter as long as people are, <laughs> as long as I help one person. Exactly. Working. There you go. And um, so, for those that uh, don't know you, we've had you on the show a few times, uh, mm-hmm. but mostly uh, uh, for uh, Fam Jam. So, yes. I don't think a lot of people maybe know necessarily like who you are and what you do. So, why don't you kind of like give some background on who DJ Access is? Sure. I've been doing this thing since 2007. Started off as a party entertainer for a company that did a ton of bar mitzvahs. Um, while I, I did that while I was in college, started DJing fraternity parties that kind of moved into bars. Um, so I kind of had like these two uh, paths and they kind of merged at some point um, where I just start doing everything. But I was kind of in like the fraternity and sorority slash bar scene took that up to nightclubs and then I was in the bar mitzvah and corporate scene and then that kind of led into a um, bunch of sporting events Columbus Crew mm-hmm. uh, Blue Jackets Ohio State football and basketball and oh, then I didn't know you were you doing know, the football team too mm-hmm. I've only done three and that was in 2019 so yeah, that's three more than I've ever off. done <laughs> so it took 2020 off and then 2021 I didn't get um, any football games because wedding season was so crazy mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Brian Days hold it down and then I'm back doing basketball since my schedules a little bit less now than it would be in fall summer nice and then also you have the columbus dj podcast 
Used to, yes. So we've uh, taken, uh, I don't know if it's done or a break. We talked about doing like a New Year's episode. But yeah, did the Columbus DJ podcasting. That was very much a pandemic uh, thing. Just kind of keep me busy. Keep mm-hmm. me talking about DJ stuff, not panic. <laughs> but that was, a, that was a huge part of it. Keep my mental uh, health in, in check. Uh, I just talked to DJs, man. It was, uh, it was a really good time. I definitely miss it. Now that it's mm-hmm. not running and I'm excited, that's why I'm excited for this because I miss just talking about DJ stuff. You know, there's very few places where you can really get into the nitty gritty about what we do behind the decks, organizing DJ libraries, music, blah, blah, blah. So it's nice. For to sure. And, and thank you for having myself, David, uh, Tony and Trip on the show. That was a treat. That was a Mm-hmm, pretty cool mm-hmm. like you said to be able to talk djing stuff while you're not hosting a show so that was pretty cool too what up passion dj nation is your boy mo dingo and i have with me on this zoom call the one and only b funk what is up man excited to be here man i'm glad this has happened and it's been it's been a while since we've been together so. for sure uh, just wanted to, you know, like I said, talk to the core group of homies and just uh, see what went on uh, for 2020 for you and what you got looking forward. Or sorry. See, this is the second time I said 2020. It's 2021. That's how Jack. Yeah, yeah. I am. Like, <laughs> 2020 was the longest five years of my life, man. So. Oh, dude, it's and you've seen the meme. It's like 2022. Uh, maybe you posted yeah, that thing or something I, I like that. It's that. like, oh, no, dude. Like the coolest one I saw that. so far recently. It's um, John Travolta and uh, Olivia Newton-John. It's like going into 19 or to 2019 mm-hmm. and it's going into 2022 oh yeah the yeah 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 no, that's it's clutched I, did, I think i did see you post that or whatever so i was like that's a keeper but um yeah i just want to catch up man and uh see what what you got going on for next year but before we do that why don't you go and plug your socials and tell everybody okay. where they can find you yeah i think the the best way i've been using my link tree a lot um instagram is a really popular place for me um most of my energy is there and it flows everything so that's at dj funk um, my link tree is uh, link tree backslash djb funk it's got my twitch it's got my soundcloud it's got my youtube which has a ton of stuff that i did during the pandemic uh, but yeah I, I would definitely check out my instagram which has a link to my link tree from there so yeah and then uh real recently you did that episode with uh dj access about how to like kind of build your uh, your library and catalog system yeah. i thought that was really great because that's one of those questions especially for newer djs like you don't really know how to do that. So to hear two veteran DJs discuss their thought process and methodology about how they go about that, to me, you know, even being mm-hmm. a DJ for quite some time, it was still cool to hear what other people are doing. Cause it's one of those things like, it's like curling, like everybody's watching it, but nobody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the exactly. same thing with, with our, with our uh, filing system. Like we all do it, but we don't really talk about it. Cause it's, it's not a, it's not a fun thing to talk about. You know, um, uh, access was doing his, his podcast. Um, I think it was, you know, kind of a, a spiritual successor of this one, you know? And so mm-hmm. with all these DJs and we were talking and uh, I remember I asked access, I was like, Hey man, like, how do you do? He's like, Oh man, like, we gotta do like a full show. Like I, mm-hmm. I have to just show you. Like he couldn't explain it to me. And I was like, wait a minute, man. It can't be that. It can't be depth, that complicated. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know. And so, um, and so that was like last year or something, you know. And so then I was like, hey, let me, let me just follow up. And so I like called because like so I've had this like crisis during, uh, you know, you want to talk about what happened this year? Like I was like thinking about not DJing anymore, man, which is crazy. Like, you know, you know I, it, I think a lot of us had that cathartic moment, you know, where mm-hmm. we just sort of looked in the mirror and was like, can or do I want to do this anymore? You know? Yeah. And it, and it was weird, man. And it, and it wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't love it. It was just like, 
like, am I getting too old to do this? And, and so I, what I found out was like, I need to really think about what I'm, what events I'm doing and what, what kind of energy and, and like certain things I used to do just doesn't work anymore. So like mm. I was getting by, um, with my core library because it was sick you know it was like you know and i'm not like you know it was, it was just sick you know like i because I, I was djing in 1998 collected music so i had all that music and then it, that kept working because we we're going backwards for that going backwards and then like i know like basically around 2008 2009 i started doing less and less mobile djing and more like electronic because i was like focusing on the dave ray parties and stuff so i was just absorbing all this house music and trance and you know getting some of the hip-hop some of the pop but i wasn't doing like the same parties i was doing and so like there's like this significant gap between like 2008 and somewhere in the 2000 so i would just say the 2010s you know uh, mm -hmm. where i'm i wasn't collecting music enough so i don't have either of those songs in my library or just even the familiarity and so like you know the kids now and i'll say the kids but the people now want to hear stuff you know that's how it always is it's always like the, the past 10 years you know mm -hmm. those are like the core songs and then there's the, the forever classes baby got back and stuff mm -hmm. and so i was doing like high school dances and stuff and like just not getting the energy i i liked and that shit's hard high school you know, okay, dances I can, are... I, can i can i cut can i yeah go, yeah, yeah go ahead okay yeah. High school, <laughs> no, no, and, and i'll testify to that man high, yeah. high school dances aside from like hardcore like lbgt clubs they're mm -hmm. the most relentless dance floor goers mm -hmm. anywhere <laughs> yeah 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 and 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 very like and also very fickle you know mm -hmm. like because you know most of them aren't drunk they're not most of them aren't high you know they're people mm -hmm. who do, but like for the most part they're awkward they don't and so it's like you know the song only going and then they just you know their their minds change and so they just walk away and so like you gotta have the, you gotta have the songs right away mm -hmm. energy's gotta be right and so like it's really easy to like get dejected and so i you know i did a prom um, and so it's funny, like I, I had, I had sworn off proms. I was like, I'm not going to do this stuff anymore because of that. You know, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, whatever, you know what, you know, two or three proms a year, I don't need to do this. You know, like it ain't worth the money and like, you know, just sitting it's and it's gotta be clean. Yeah. The like, stress as, as a DJ who considers himself an artist, like to me, that's, it's stressful. Like, like yeah. I would argue that for me personally, proms are more stressful than weddings. Exactly. No, yeah. 100% and, and pay less and, well, you know, and, 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 less and, they will, and they will turn on you in a heartbeat too. Mm -hmm. And, that, <laughs> and that's why, that, yeah, I, I had said, I was like, I'm not doing this. And then, so like, you know, um, I, once again, they reached out and, you know, then I was like, Hey guys, what do you think about this? They're like, just hit them with the number, you know, that that's like higher than you would normally do. And that's what I did. And they like said, yeah, that's cool. And that's the other thing that made me mad. Cause I had a, a lower number when I was considering and I was like, I don't want to say I doubled it, but it was like significantly higher. You know, uh -huh. they said, this is what you're going to give me. They said, cool. And I'm like, man, you know, man, I could ask for more. Stuff? Exactly. You know, and so then I was mad about that. But so I did it. And, you know, uh, but back back to like, you know, the, the library thing, like, you know, um, I was reading uh, it was DJ uh, Nick Bike, which is somebody I started following on Patreon. By the way, he posted something on Twitter the other day. He said he's like, uh, I took all my songs. And if I hadn't played it more than once before 2018, I put it all in the, um, or no, maybe it was like 2015. It's like either 18 or 15. He had taken all the songs before that, that if they had not been played and put them all in a Dropbox. And he's just like, it's not on my hard drive anymore. I free up all this space. Mm -hmm. And I got excited about that. Cause you know, like, I don't know, there's something, there's something like liberating about just like getting rid of it, you know? And I don't wish my hard drive to ever be like wiped out. Cause I'd mm -hmm. lose that, but it would almost like be like, okay, I got to start over. And I would only go after like, what I really need. And so going back to something you said, I wanted to touch more yeah. into that, but you said about 
how you kind of had like that gap uh, of music from a certain period of yeah. time. Do you feel like that time that you missed was more like when you were really banging out a lot of shows and you were playing your hardcore stuff, like you had your crates for shows ready to go and you knew you could just rely on those hundred songs and you could just rock any house for like that a certain period of time. And, and that caused you to be a little bit blind to what was going on. Yeah. It was, it was like, I had enough of my stuff before that period. And yeah, I would pull up the really big songs, but, but for the most part, I wouldn't have, you know, um, uh, it, but uh, you know, that was when EDM was really popping off. So I had that stuff. So I was like fusing it all together. So it was like this party rock and DJ that I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it only went so far because at some point you, I felt like you've got to collect some of those songs. And so now like, you know, everybody, like it was special when I was doing the EDM because a lot of the, the, the regular DJs were just doing their stuff and they didn't know the EDM stuff. So I had the EDM bangers plus, you know, baby got back and, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, two chains and stuff that was popular during that time. But, you know, whereas a regular DJ would have like all the music, all, all the 40, Katie Perry, yeah. all the top 40 and that would work in that space. But if I'm hitting you with like, you know, the techno and then also like top 40, then it's like, I've got that. But at some point everybody, you know, EDM is not special anymore. You know, like it, it is just pop music, you know, people like people it, it, just listen yeah, to it. You know? Yeah. It, in essence, you're kind of right. As, as dirty as that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it, it's like it's, it's almost like what happened to hip hop. You know, when hip hop came, it was like this very special thing. And, and that's not to say it's not special types of music, but it, it doesn't have the novelty like it did you know, 2008 to 2012, when people were really discovering they could only they couldn't get enough. It was like levels, you know, 10 times out of in a show or something Mm -hmm. like that, you know, and so um, so eventually that wore off. And so then I'm just like this guy who's playing electronic music that everyone else is playing and not having, you know, the hits of the the previous three years and stuff like that. And so that's I've been Mm -hmm. going to Spotify, trying to find like, you know, the the top 100 songs and then being like, okay, this this fits with my vibe. I remember Mm -hmm. that I do need to own that. Um, And just trying to like, basically make my my you know uh uh library like bulletproof again you yeah, know and, 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 and it's I, just build up so yeah and i bring that up because i i feel like i hit that same wall too like i was so focused on this crate of like 100 or so tracks that mm-hmm. i knew i could rock any house but then i was neglecting the stuff that i should be doing for like maintenance purposes mm-hmm. and i kind of found myself in that hole and actually and this is like several years ago and what uh dj serato you know one of our homies down on the west mm-hmm. coast he oh, yeah. said he said he started using Musical.ly, which later on became TikTok, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he said that's where he would find like what all the kids were listening to. And I kind of adopted that sort of tactic. Um, even to now, where like if you use those popular services like Spotify or Tidal, there's even like TikTok uh, playlists, like uh, yeah. tic- or what the uh, current TikTok trend uh, songs. Oh, I need I need to do that because I, I did do it the last one, but I've been you know I, I follow all the top hundred you know hot hot tracks on Spotify, and that's mm-hmm. why I like you know and, and this is the secret that I share with a lot of people. There's a lot of great music out there. You know, I'm like, oh damn, okay, like this is hot. You know, and so like going through, and so I really en- enjoyed that. But it's a lot of work for all the music we listen to now. We still have all the hits that we grew up with. You mm-hmm. know, so it's like. I can just go back and listen to Wu Tang all sing all day, you know, all like day, so every it's, day. Yeah, exactly, yeah. you know. And so it's like it's so easy for everyone to get the music that like the the tastes are so out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Like where it used to be, like we as DJs, um, uh, you know, we, we we would veer off in those weird places, and the other people didn't know about that, so we had to stay our lane, you know. And mm-hmm. it was shitty for us because like, oh, they only want to hear this stuff, but now it's like 
they could bring their phone. Like, I know you've had gigs where like, here, play this. Hey, play like, this song. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, like, what the fuck? No. First of all, no. And also, what the <laughs> fuck is that? You know, like, should we be doing this stuff 10 years ago? You know, mm-hmm. now I'm like, you got to change your library. I'm like, well, this is the library that got me here. Like, yeah. wait, wait, no, they just changed, you know? Yeah, so. yeah no, we didn't, we didn't change. They changed. And exactly. I think part of the whole them changing was the fact that so many, so much of the music that we listen to as separate genres has become so like crammed into a new silo that didn't mm-hmm. exist before. Like, uh, I don't know the proper term, but I hear like a lot of my friends, you know, refer to it as hip hop. Like the oh, yeah. stuff with like <laughs> yeah, with yeah. like the with like the using an eight oh eight and all that stuff yep. like that. And like, like a snare, something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and even uh, like uh, and even doing yep. like post processing and stuff like that, you know. It, it's like even that avenue of music has changed to where, you know, like when we were younger, it's like, you know, you had your stoners, you had your punk kids, mm-hmm. you know, you had your jocks, you know, and you had your weird people. And now like that's like kind of like those everybody's Venn diagrams of yeah. kind of overlapping a lot more yeah well like everyone's like spotify wrapped is all over the place and that's what most people are because they're like jamming to this they're working out to this music they're mm-hmm. dancing to this music, music. they're pre-gaming this music yeah. you know and so like they're all like you know hip-hop or uh, which i forgot i forgot about the term but it's that is a great yeah great I, mean, I, I don't say that to be offensive but that's what my no no but that, that's it, so I, I don't I've know heard, yeah yeah i don't I've, know any, i've heard I don't that know how to describe it otherwise you know yeah. but like yeah like hip-hop infused like country music you know it's yeah. like party music and so like so and like when you're in this party atmosphere all those me all those tracks get played and everyone's like yeah you know like the edm people are like Whereas before, like if we did that, it would be like turn this music off as no words in it. This just bullshit. Now it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. And then they're cool with the country and they're cool with the hip hop and like, yeah. which you would never see that. Like you said, that diagram coming there, it would just be like over here, over mm-hmm. here, here. Like you'd have separate rooms. Going in the to club. your se- yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you mm-hmm. want to share that little known fact that you like totally blew me away about your mom? <laughs> uh, uh, I think it was the first time we met. You shared this. Yeah. With me. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, uh, I don't know if it'll be on the show, but my parents are from Chicago. So like my, uh, my, uh, love of house music comes very much from my mom because when we were kids, we would drive from from Athens, Ohio, Chicago. It's like a six and a half hour drive, which is long as fuck for a little kid, you know? (laughs) And so, and so I just be in the car and I remember just like, in our and this is how dangerous it is. You know, we, we would like lay on the floor of the van and just like yeah, listen no to the engine, you know, yeah. no seatbelts or anything. Cause you know, people don't crash in the eighties, but anyway, like we'd be driving and there'd be like this, you know, 1987 house music. And like my mom I was like, who is this? My mom uh, bought like a, a cassette taste from bad boy bill. And eventually she like liked them so much that she like, I don't know if he had like 30 or 40 tapes, but she bought them all at once. She was like, I want to, you know, and she was calling, you know, and this is the days where you would, you, there's you no internet. Call. Yeah. You call and you use your credit card across and, you know, uh, on, on the phone. And so like somehow like bad boy Bill, I don't know if, if he agreed to come over, she asked for him, but she like ended up talking to him. Like, and yeah. he's being like, and he's like, yo, thank you so much for buying these tapes. And you were like, oh, I'm Tanya Thompson. And, and like my mom to understand who she is, like she's, she's six foot, you know, tall, beautiful black woman. You know, she was a model back in the, like, she's hanging out with David Bowie and like, Bob Marlin and all these fucking people in Europe. Yeah. And so like, she, you know, she doesn't give a fuck, you know? And yeah. so like, she's like, yeah, get, I'm sure she was probably like, you know, I can't remember the story, but like, she's probably like, get him on the phone. Like I'm spending all this money. I want to at least, you know, give him a shout out. Not as like, a, I'm a shitty person, but like more like, I love his music. If yeah. he's there, I'd love to talk to him. And they're like, okay. And so like, yeah, she like talked to bad boy, bad boy Bill, Bill. Like, yeah. you know, which is like, bunk it up, you know? And so yeah. like, I just like, and I had forgotten that story 
until I was like, I had bought, uh, you know, the um, Bang in the Box, you know, volume yeah, 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 all those yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, that's right. Mom, like, you know, talk to this guy. Cause at yeah. first I, I wasn't impressed. Mom, mom had I, his phone number. <laughs> exactly. You know, like I wasn't impressed because like, you know, I'm just a shithead kid, you know, being like, yeah. Oh, whatever, you know, like this music isn't cool. This isn't Nirvana and stuff. I was, you know, I was enjoying it, but I didn't know the artists and stuff, but yeah. then I, I connected how important that person was like in the to culture the of like DJing yeah. in the scene. And I was like, Holy shit. My mom's awesome. So, yeah. but yeah, that that's, you know, my mom was was chilling, <laughs> talking to Bad Boy Bad Bill, Bill yeah. you know, on the landline back in the late '80s, early '90s. So with a shoebox full of mixtapes. Oh, dude, it was like you know, remember the the uh, the Case Logic, you know, zipper yeah. thing. You take it out. That that's what we had. It like slid right into the van seats, and we just pull it in, you know, and it was just like 133 beats per minute. Because yeah. it was like you know hyper. I don't know what the the term was, but it was like up tempo house, you know, yeah. so almost like trance territory. So aside from the trust me dance party, there's some other things that you, you do, um, you know, like physically in place. I know you do the beer week stuff and then the Halloween mm-hmm. party. We're going to see more of that and have opportunities to watch you do that this year in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, thankfully this year we were able to do Ohio brew week. So, you know, 2020, nothing happened. We mm-hmm. did all virtual 2021. Uh, we did not have the large uh, outdoor events. We just had the um, people were able to go in the bars and do the beer. So we'll, we'll have that next year. And I think, Thanks to your connection, we might actually have a silent disco. So I'm trying to, you know, I actually found that email you sent. So hopefully yeah. we can have that on top of the parking garage um, block yeah, party. Yeah. I'm sure Chris would definitely love to. Yeah, dude, I, I've there. got this. I've got this idea that I think, you know, he even said he's like beer, you know, silent disco sounds like it goes together. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I, I love that email. Um, block party did not happen again this year. So the city was very um, not excited about COVID, you know, and it was like right around the, the Delta variant, but I'm not sure if it would have happened even if there wasn't a Delta variant going on because the like the secret about Halloween is nobody wants it to happen. Like if I didn't do it, it just wouldn't happen. You know, as far as the mm-hmm. music goes, like there would, there would still be people there, but there wouldn't be any entertainment. So, okay. um, so I'm hoping next year, you know, if we can 2022, everything can be fine. Uh, I can drum up, drum up some sponsors and get that stage again. Cause we, the, um, 2019, we had actually had an event on Friday on top of the parking garage. Um, where we had DJs, it was, it's a multi-level thing. So we had more bass music on the lower level and in house and trance on the top level. And then we were selling beer and it was a fundraiser for the city and it actually was well attended. And we were looking to like, actually like expand on that uh, for 2022 because the city had never let anything like that happen, you mm-hmm. know? So I was really excited uh, about that, but then, you know, pandemic, yada, yada. Yeah. So, um, so the plan is to bring both of those back, but there are so many pieces to making that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely set your your clocks to for Ohio Brew Week. It's July 8th through the 16th, I think. Yeah. I, it's that second weekend of July. Yeah. If, um, if you're into craft beer and you're in the you know Midwest area, uh Jackie O's yeah uh, it's one of my favorite breweries that uh is is pretty much based a in Athens, yeah. 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 But it, it's 40. Uh yeah, it's just like, you know, and it's a DJ podcast, but you know, send me a drink craft beer. Like it yeah. is the oldest craft beer week long festival in the nation. So yeah. we didn't we actually just found this out three or four years ago, we used to think it was in the tri-state area, but actually like Chicago and I think uh, Seattle and one other is like a year or two younger than this one. And so like, you know, six, it'll be, we'll be celebrating uh, 17 years this next year, you know? So like think about 17 years ago, people weren't really, they were drinking some Sierra Nevada, but like, we were like, we're going to have this event for a week long. We're going to have great lakes and all these people. And so like Athens loves to drink craft beer, but it's a great time to come down and, you know, um, we have 45 breweries like in the bars. And so there's over like 300 different beers you can try mm-hmm. in nine different days. So it's a, 
I don't recommend you doing all the beers, but like if you like craft beer, that's one time where you can get there and it's all there. And you get to be in Athens, which is in the summertime, which is just a real great pretty. Time. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely make sure you let us know about that so we can put on the calendar and make sure we push it out to Passion yeah. DJ Nation as well. Yeah. No, dude. I mean, I, I love this show, dude. Like, I, I when you were like, hey, I want to do something, I thought this was going to be like, hey, what's up, B Funk? You know, I'm on the Passion DJ. Happy 2022. And uh, so actually doing an interview, man. I really appreciate yeah, for that. For sure. I, no, I love talking to professionals. You guys are like, like you're all different in these certain ways of like what you're into. Like, I love that, you know, you've, you've understood like the mobile DJ side. So you, mm-hmm. you, you feel my, yeah. we, oh, we, yeah, we feel each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, the like frustrations. Yes. Yeah. You know, so and I, and I the love joy. that. There, there is some joy. Oh yeah. No, too. the, the yeah. wins dude. we're still yeah. doing it. So it is an infinite wins, but it's like, uh, really this person wants to do this and you know, you but yeah, dude, I, I love electric, this show. You want me to play the electric slide again? Dude, it's like, you know, or like, somebody asked me to play the old version, like from the late 80s. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you're not old enough to know that, ma'am. Dude, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what we have to do a show about like the trends and because it like the weddings now, man, like it's like the things I'm asking, I'm like, you know, do you guys want slow songs? Do you want you know, like, you know, like they're like, we're only going to do one this song and we don't like somebody was explaining to me like, I had this another conversation access. He was like, you got to stop playing, you know, uptown funk. You got to stop playing. Yeah. You got to stop playing this. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's yeah. like, yeah, man, like that shit's played out. And I was like, I don't know, man, it seems to work really well. You know, he's like, yeah, but like, and like the way they were explaining it was, um, uh, and it wasn't just access. It was, it was a show we had, we'd listened to, mm-hmm. but the guy was basically saying like, you know, if you're just doing the same shit the other people are doing, like they're oh, just what makes you different. Yeah. yeah. What makes you different. And like, I get that, you know, kind of, but also like, you know, Dancing Queen pops off every time, dude. I'm, I'm going to share this with everybody who's here. The, the best mix I have in my arsenal is Dancing Queen and Staying Alive. There you go, Mo. It is yours. Go ahead and have it. I'm telling you. Thank you. you. Report I'm back. On, I'm putting that on a yeah. whiteboard right now. Yeah, yeah report back because it's they're like one is 102, one's 105, 106, but they're in the same realm. And like, you'll, you, it's super easy to beat mix. And as soon as like, dun, 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 comes in from Staying mm-hmm. Alive, no like no joke every time somebody's like oh like it, it like it it like all the other shit you're doing that's super technical that no one like understands they're like whatever some reason you do, like most basic shit everyone's like oh, oh like dude, yeah. every- well b funk thank you so much uh we really do appreciate your time uh hope nothing but awesomeness for you in 2022 please keep us abreast of uh anything you have going on so we can push it out to passion dj nation you know and parents out there if you have kids going to ohio university uh, and you're coming for call a visit guy. yeah call call this guy right here uh maybe he'll do it a show or maybe you just happen to show up during brew week you know yeah no please do brew week's a great time to just see the campus and then decide that that's where you want to send your kid and your money so definitely let us know <laughs> What up, Passion DJ Nation? It is your boy, Mo Dingo, and I'm reporting here from Bikini Bottom with my dude, Noel Serrato, Phoenix Best DJ. You know, straight up, he called it shot. What's up, man? What's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, sir. So trying to get all the homies, all the ambassadors, just get them together and talk about how everything went for 2021 and what they're looking forward to 2022. So, but before we get into that, give everybody your socials so they can follow you. Oh yeah, man. So, um, bestphoenixdj.com. That's my, my website. 
I actually go by Best Phoenix DJ. So you'll find um, Best Phoenix DJ as my handle for everything. There's no spaces and no abbreviations. It's all spelled out. And um, I'm DJ Serato, but I brand everything um, Best Phoenix DJ. But your name, his name is Serato. He's not yeah, trying to bro. bite off the software. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I know it's kind of ironic, man. But like, um, my, my name's Noel yeah. Serato, but my last name has two R's instead of one. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So I just like, F it, I'll go with DJ Serato. Because when you first uh, like kind of came into the passionate DJ family, I remember Dave was like, man, that's pretty bold. Just straight up calling yourself DJ Serato. And I looked, I was like, I think that's his last name, bro. And he was like, really oh, oh yeah, it probably is, isn't it? <laughs> what are you going to do? I didn't know. And I couldn't really think of um, another DJ name, you know? So I was yeah. like, I'll just use my last name, you know? Make it simple. <laughs> and but, everybody was like, ooh. <laughs> oh, and he thinks he's the best DJ in Phoenix? Oh, okay. So 2021, what you what you, you were doing? A lot of parties, like backyard parties. I, I followed you on Twitch, man. Uh, yeah, and, and I don't think I've talked to you since the last one I watched. But man, you put in some work on those backyard shows, man. You're seriously like drop mixing, like just bam, bam, bam. Like I was really like impressed because like if it's a backyard family gig, you know, I'm probably just kind of chill, taking it easy, you know. But nah, not Serato, no. man. He was straight up just like you know wheels of steel man just drop it i was like man do that Thank do that you, work man. do that work no that's what i'm talking about man and that's what exactly why i do it too is because um it's a backyard party whether it's small or big man i'm gonna go ham yeah. you know and what i what i do is i try to like um fill out the crowd you know but i want to do that quickly so i'm doing some quick mixes man you know like <laughs> and that's what i do at, at at most of my gigs, honestly, um, because you keep the the uh, the people engaged. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you know, their attention's pretty short. Yeah, short the, attention the, span. The, the social the like the social media generation were, you know, fifteen mm -hmm. seconds or less type deal. Yeah, bro. Yeah, they don't want to hear a whole song. Mm -hmm. You know, or they, it, maybe they they like the song, but they they want the good part that's like two and a half minutes in. Mm -hmm. Better know that. And so I get there, cue it up, drop it in, mix out. But yeah, man, thank you for the comment because that's typically what I do. Is like drop mix really quick try to fill out the crowd and then i see what they're vibing and then i know what direction to go still mm -hmm. with quick mixing but that's why um that's why i generally do it and that one of those parties were was a really tough crowd but like yeah uh for 2021 it was mostly backyard party small gigs as i was mm -hmm. getting back into things post-covid um like most people just blessed though that i'm able to even get gigs you know because for sure absolutely um, yeah man honestly because if I didn't have a, a day job, you know, I don't know that the, the, that I would have survived on just DJ. Mm -hmm. And um, crazy thing is, is right before COVID, I was already making plans to like go all in on DJing and making that my business, you know, mm -hmm. getting um, Monday through Friday gigs, banging out good paying gigs on either Friday and, and or Saturday, taking a Sunday off, you know. And so kind of glad I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, um, we, we didn't know it was around the corner, you know. I'm gonna tell you, man, it was so bad uh, during COVID. Um, I remember when I would get, um, I have a full-time day job, always have, but I would get like three gigs in a month. And I'd be like telling my wife, babe, wow, oh, this is bad, dude. I only got three gigs this month. Uh, mm -hmm. I really need to change my marketing or something. Yeah. Um, just to put that in perspective though, uh, I used to think three gigs in a month was bad. Well, for, I think it was 15 months, I only did three gigs yeah, during COVID. Sure. And two of them weren't even paid. 
one was like for my my one of my nieces like sweet 16 and uh-huh. another one was a school dance for one of my kids mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, only one of them was a paid gig it was like a corporate event you know i'm surprised they even had something well you had that census um, you had that census gig man <laughs> i was gonna say too man i was just gonna bring that up ain't no party um, like a census party man ain't no party like a census awareness party you know and so that was a virtual gig and i was pretty excited yeah. to do that in my room <laughs> i didn't know uh, what a virtual gig entailed and then they wanted lights and so i'm like oh they can't see the lights yeah. without smoke so i put smoke in the dang house and then <laughs> Three minutes, two minutes before go time, all the smoke alarms start going off in the house. <laughs> I was not expecting that, man. Wait, was like, that the oh, same? Sh- was that the same gig when you were getting hype and then like you accidentally shut something off or whatever? And you're, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually it was, man. It was, it was, and I have it recorded too. The worst part about that smoke in the census online gigging <laughs> thing is like all my ceilings are vaulted. Yeah, so I had to get a ladder. <laughs> get up there and take out the dang battery because i wasn't getting rid of the smoke we need yeah. the smoke for the lights yeah and so i had to start that virtual gig late i was telling my wife man i don't want to do another virtual <laughs> gig you know because you gotta like put a camera here put a camera there and, and that was er- that was early on during the lockdown too so you were kind of like at least you know in my circle of friends you were kind of like the first one to run through the wall because i remember having conversations we were saying like Hey, we'll think about this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We talked about stress testing and going mm-hmm. hardwire and all that stuff. So it was kind of like, really like, I, I think of, of all my close friends, like you were seriously the first one to run through the wall, man. So thank you for that. Um, this past in 2021, you know, that, that year, it was just, just trying to do gigs and try, trying to, to like figure out like where the market was going, mm-hmm. you know, as you come back in, um, into DJing, at least for me. I was wondering, like, well, what am I charging now? Are people still going to pay? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shoot, gas went up. Everyone else's prices went up. So mm-hmm. I figured I'm going to just put my prices up too a little. Well, know, I remember us stuff. talking about the pricing of it. And I was like, uh, yeah. you might want to crank that up a little bit, bro, because yeah. this ain't going to be easy. <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, yeah, 350 bucks. I'll do it. Yeah, three hours. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, it wasn't even worth it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even think about the back end of all that stuff. Which is you do got to think about it too, right? Was it worth it really though? Because mm-hmm. now I know, you know, I really don't think I want to do that again, mm-hmm. you know? And now I know- Even though, even though you're literally case. doing it in your own home, there's just a lot of work that goes into doing that. There really is, man, yeah. And, and, and I thought I was going to get more of those gigs. So I went and bought myself a new MacBook Pro with the USB plugins, man. Had I known that, that they would have went back to the old ports, I would have not bought that Mac. But I bought another Mac. Um, yeah during that time because i thought it was going to be all virtual i didn't know what direction we were going in covid mm-hmm. you know whatever nobody did it was all everybody was gambling you know no yeah but as we go into uh, 2021 you know i started like really thinking okay i know where to put my prices i'm watching other djs and what they're talking about on on youtube and whatever else um social medias are out there and um i decided to um i started thinking like do i want to keep djing you know I'm going to retire in like five years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, during my, with my day job with a pension and all that. I worked for the city um, and government. But I was like, do I want to like quit DJing or yeah, do I want to like really give it one more good push? Yeah, I had that conversation with B-Funk uh, the other day and we talked about that where I think all of us kind of had that moment of like, you know, that crossroads, like, do I still want to do this? Yeah, and, and that's for people like you and I that if you know music has been a part of my life, you know, ever since I can recall and being a DJ, I mean, I've done it most of my adult life and actually having to ask that question, like, do I want to do this anymore? 
because it was just, it was kind of, I mean, I'm just, I do this as a side hustle. It's a passion project. You know, I'm blessed that people are willing to pay me money to be part of one of the most important days of their lives. But I still had to even ask myself, like, do I want to do this anymore? And it wasn't like just out of doubt. It was just like, it was so uncertain what was happening. Like photographers were struggling, you know, the catering business was struggling, the venue you know, industry was struggling. Like, you know, is it, is this industry even going to survive anymore? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That all of those are part of the, what they call the hospitality industry. Yeah, right? for sure. And I think, um, um, looking through life in a different lens, um, during and post COVID, um, a lot of it, a lot of the, my, um, paradigm, which is attributed to, to spending more time with my family, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden. So for example, and I'm sure this is the case with you and everyone else in the, in the hospitality and just in life in general, is that we all found ourselves abruptly shoved into our homes, living with each other all day, all night. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, then, and I was already working from home too, you know? Oh, okay. See, yeah. So, that, so, so it was, it was, it was weird and it was different all at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. And so as I, as we do that, as I did that, I started realizing how little I was actually spending with my wife and with my mm-hmm. kids. Right. And at home, um, you know, working the day job, you were working from home. Mm-hmm. For me, I was working the day job and I come home and I do an hour, hour and a half of my DJ thing, my focus on that, mm-hmm. you know, contracts, building the business, following yeah. up meetings, blah, blah, blah. Right. Someone needs a mix or whatever. Um, and then I'd be like, okay, I have two hours for myself with my wife and my kids until like nine o'clock or something, you know, and then days over. Mm-hmm. But now, um, when I was working from home all the time and then there was no gigs, Hey, um, this family thing is really important to me. I started seeing, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's not that you hey, didn't uh, value it before, but because like you right. said, we were all abruptly forced to spend all that extra time. It gives you a different lens to look at things through like, man, there's a lot of time I was not spending doing a thing, you know? Exactly, bro. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's where the question, how much longer am I going to be doing this? You know, because now that I was going back to work uh, full time, mm-hmm. did I really like want to not have that time with my family? You know, because now time with family and wife was um, more important to me, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and it always was before, I just didn't realize how, um, how much I wasn't really around. Mm-hmm. until uh, during and, and right after uh, COVID we started getting back into work. So that's where that, those questions as to how long am I going to keep doing this came in, what's really important in my life. Um, but as I moved on a little bit more, I mean, my wife and I talked about it. She, she valued that I had something that I was passionate about. Like you said, mm-hmm. passionate projects, you know, yeah. um, when you find something that you really enjoy doing in life, even if um, like DJ Spinelli said one time in his, his thing, like, Hey, I like getting one song and I like mixing it with another song. And I don't know, it sounds dumb or whatever, but I love that. (laughs) Like, that's my passion. And I'm like, you know, it's right. Like, that is my thing. I like blending and I like um, having a crowd catch a vibe. Mm. I like that um, people are putting their event in my hands, trusting Mm. me with that. Trusting you, yeah. Yeah, and like that is... um, that's important to me. That has meaning to me. That's special, I dude. Yeah. I think it, sometimes, you know, I, I don't know if, I mean, I would hope that every couple that hires a DJ has that kind of experience uh, during the development process and that relationship process. But like we were saying earlier, some of it's just transactional where a yeah. couple will call and the DJ or the company is like, yeah, it's a uh, $3,000. Uh, let me know if you want it, you know, click. Yeah. You know, want it or not. Yep. Yeah. And hit me up with any questions. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I, I really, I really value that because, you know, it's 
they might not see it as a big deal, but I see it as a huge deal, you know, yeah. for me personally as, as an artist. Yeah. Yeah. And it is art, what it is that we're doing, um, reading the crowd, adjusting, um, talking to the client beforehand, during, um, changing the direction and the mm -hmm. tempo of the event, putting whatever, out some fires know, every once in a while, putting yeah. out some fires, you know, hearing the drama, acting hearing like the drama. cool. <laughs> yeah. I feel like everything's cool. Even though shit's on fire in the yeah. background and no one really knows you got to make everyone's looking at the DJ, you know, right. Especially if mm -hmm. you're the main yeah. entertainment there. Cause everybody arbitrarily assumes that you're in charge because you're the one facing everyone aside from the couple, you know, like, you know, like in 2021, man, that's what it was like. You know, getting a few gigs and then starting to ask myself, you know, some real questions like that. You know, mm -hmm. what are we going to do? So I decided, um, I told my wife, you know, thank you for the support, baby. I really appreciate that. Um, maybe you can like help me with it, you know, as we go into 2021. Because that was in 2020, 2022, I mean. Because in 2021, like I said, started seeing things through a different lens. You know what? I think I'm going to actually stick with DJ and give it a good push here. Mm -hmm. Maybe, um set a good foundation for when I retire in about mm -hmm. five years, right? I already have something going on and I have something work that I'm working on as a base afterwards. You know? Yeah. It makes that transition and a little bit easier. So I told her, why don't you just um, help me with um, um, doing a, a leg of it, you know? So let's, um, instead of having the photo booth, let's turn it into a karaoke and maybe you can run the karaoke aspect of things, start a new Instagram for it, a TikTok um, thing for it, a new handle. Um, and then you run that part. And then, um, whether karaoke is a separate gig from one of my gigs, or maybe it's together. Together, we're yeah. Still, we're doing something together, you know. And um, I already have all the stuff for it. So um, moving into um, having that that plan, talking about that, and I think it was like around in August. Another thing I want to do for 2022, bro, is I want to start um, changing the quality of my mixing style. What I mean by that is right now, like um, I mix pretty quick. I drop pretty good. Um, I can tell when I hear like, oh, that song doesn't really sound good with that for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But um, I want to start practicing to mix in key. I've never mixed in key. And as a matter of fact, I actually deleted a lot of the contents of the key column <laughs> from my Serato because yeah. I put other notes, you know? Okay. And like, now I'm like, God, I wish I would have never damn did that because now I want to start mixing in key. And working on mixing with like play on words, if that makes any sense. Oh, wordplay. Yeah, for sure. Wordplay. Yeah. yeah. To, to me, that that's, that that's a skill for sure is the yeah. wordplay stuff. Like for, for me, mixing in key, it's like as an electronic DJ, like that's what you do. Cause I mean, when you mix in key, you can get away with murder, but trying to mix in key, like with what you're doing, man, that that's a, that's a tough endeavor, but I, it I will, is. yeah. And good luck to you on that. And I, and I will, Thanks. and I will, and I'll be watching. But uh, okay. yeah, for, for people that can do that type of mixing, good on you. Dude. Well, you know, I, I'm going to really try. So I'm going to like um, see if I can get a software that can like analyze the tracks. and then Oh yeah, mix, just get mixed in key. That, that don't mixed even, in key? Yeah, don't even look for anything else. That's the de facto um, key analyzer. Is that one of the um, Serato like packets or something? No, no, it's, it's a standalone software. It's a standalone software? Yeah. Okay. Mixed and key. Okay, yeah. I'll get it. But man, I, I like, I just, as I'm talking about that, I'm thinking about weddings and I'm glad I made the decision to, to pick weddings in 2022 to actually dig deeper and get a niche doing, um, narrowing it down, not just weddings, but Mexican American weddings. 
And then like only focusing on high-end clients and re- redoing my website and mm-hmm. starting a TikTok and adding karaoke and implementing some of the things and ideas I learned from going to the convention. And I think um, I'll be definitely going to another convention in 2022. It's an and investment. That's, that's, it is. It yeah, is. To, to hear you know, like-minded we, people, you know, uh, people that are thought leaders within our, within our, you know, ecosystem, it's always good. And then also you said coming across people that you don't have to explain what it is you're trying to do because everyone went there for a reason. And the same reason is just to get more knowledge about, how, you know, how to hustle harder. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think the mindset is to, um, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, why would anybody else? Yeah. Right. And so when you're able to tell these people, um, when you're pitching to them about DJing their wedding or whatever gig it is, you want to be able to show them um, video and then all of what you've done in the past, but also show and tell them that you go to seminars and that you um, are meeting with other professionals, the best in the industry, and that you're taking those takeaways and implementing it to their event. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah. You invest in ourselves as we move forward. And uh, so, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's 2021. That's 2022 for me, man. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Awesome. As always a pleasure talking with you, ladies and gentlemen, Noel Serrato, best Phoenix DJ and ambassador and uh, homie from, from way back. Yeah, man. We go back, bro. bro. <laughs> yeah. Passing at DJ.com. Love you guys, man. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. So I appreciate you, man. And uh, to everyone out there, um, just keep doing what you love and uh, stay at it and don't quit. Just pivot. Hi folks, David here. Now let's wrap the show by talking about all the great stuff that we did last year. Uh, Not even gonna lie, we started the year off with a bang. The Rain One came out uh, early in 2021. It was a Serato-based all-in-one DJ system with motorized platters, and of course it's been hugely popular. Uh, These videos that we put out for the Rain One were very well received, thanks uh, in large part to an amazing scratch performance by the homie Fatty Lumpkin. Uh, He just came in and showed us what the device was capable of. And as you know by now, Pioneer has uh, since followed that up with the DDJ Rev 7, which uh, I also posted reviews and performances for. So if you're deciding between these, go on and check those out. We then presented a studio performance and an interview with uh, return guest Firecat451 and had our first visit from turntablist and local radio legend Ike B to Bad Boy. Now, Ike would later suffer many health issues uh, later in the year, which kind of gave us all quite a scare. Now, thankfully, he's in much better shape now, and uh, we just recently gave him a visit at the iconic uh, Wu-Tang Wednesdays uh, upon his return two weeks ago. So best wishes to Ike and his family during his recovery. Now, in March, we unveiled the new DJM S7 Battle Mixer, which is the replacement for the S9. Uh, But we needed somebody with some chops once again to come in and show this thing off. So this time we brought in an award-winning competition turntablist, Spare Change. Now, while he was here helping us demo the S7, he stuck around for an extended podcast interview and a scratch performance that you dare not miss. He's an absolute beast. Now, later in that month, we brought back a longtime contributor to the show, Kilma. 
Now, Kilmut was one of our earliest and most published guests, but uh, it turned out it had been a long time since we'd uh, been able to have her on the show. You know, we've always relied on her insight to bring a fresh perspective to an otherwise somewhat closed bubble. So in episode 217, we talked about the issues surrounding gender diversity in the DJ space. Speaking of return guests, episode 219 brought back the boys from Crystal Grid, an electronic band project whose progress we've been following since its inception. They talked to us about the other stuff that they'd been working on besides the grid, because, well, people like that don't just do one thing. In episode 220 of the podcast, Columbus-based DJ producer Xander returned to the studio to talk about exploring new paths in music and to give us a sort of a more subtle, intimate DJ performance than the sort of in-your-face style that he had displayed six months earlier. Now, Xander's performances were crucial in moving the passionate DJ brand in a more musical direction. We then had a love affair with drum and bass, thanks to another longtime friend of the show, Mr. Shifter. Now, while we were geeking out about drum and bass, he gave us two separate live performances, which I would also later publish. One of those is uh, a shorter bit of halftime business, where the second one is more of a liquid drum and bass sound. I highly, highly recommend that you check at least one of those out. Uh, Personally, I've left the halftime one on repeat since it was recorded. It's really good. Now, approaching the middle of the year, Rain released another sexy piece of gear called the Rain 70 A-Track Signature Edition. I gave this a review on the YouTube channel, which you should definitely check out. And uh, once again, we had Fatty Lumpkin come back into the studio uh, to show us what can be done with it. And while this was happening, I also jumped on and uh, created some melodies on the fly using its onboard tone generators. This was honestly one of the most fun pieces of content that I've ever had the pleasure of recording. Then next up we had a really unique performance by Icicle. He showed up with huge hand-built travel cases full of synths and keyboards and compressors. It was honestly rather intimidating, but when he started playing those keys and dropping little beats to them, you immediately knew that you were in for something special. Uh, Of course he stuck around for an interview, which ended up becoming episode 222 called Making Melodies and Memories. In August, things started really getting crazy. Tony began helping us throw live events under the Passionate DJ name, and we were able to secure an amazing location for these performances all summer. We talked a little bit about this in our interview with Intel, who is a rising DJ producer with releases on the likes of Anjuna Beats, and he ended up being the perfect fit for the uh, to be the headliner of our launch party. We collaborated with a group called HQDYT, and thanks to the big crew that Tony put together, we were able to hold several events over the course of the year and record some great sets for you, uh, many of which are yet to be published. And let me just say how amazing this spot was. We were literally playing melodic dance music during sunset from a warehouse loading dock, sending sound waves over the Great Miami River as a train crossed over the trusses every 30 minutes or so. Uh, Truly made some great memories. Now, unfortunately, HQDOIT lost the lease on that spot, so we'll probably need to find a new location for the next set of shenanigans, but it made for an amazing end of summer, where we got to hear some awesome performances from Intel, uh, Firecat, Mr. Shifter, Xander, Marachka, and many more. And actually, we closed the spot with an exclusive performance from the legendary Terry Parker. Now this spurred the launching of our brand new YouTube channel called Passionate DJ Performances, which is now where we put all of our music stuff, whether it's on location or in studio. 
Standalone DJ systems continued to come into their own in 2021. So to kick this year off, I created a full guide to standalone DJ systems, you know, meaning all-in-one systems that don't require the use of a laptop. If you're curious, you can go check that out at passionatedj.com standalones. And it's truly um, sort of a return to form for me. And it's a hint of some of the kinds of content you can expect from me in the coming months thanks to Modingo's brave undertaking of podcast hosting duties. So let me just say one last thing as we enter this new era for Passionate DJ and the podcast. I hope you'll forgive me for getting a little bit sappy as I tend to on these year-end episodes, but I have the best damn team and the best damn audience that anyone could possibly ask for. I want to personally thank Tony and Tripp for all their contributions in the last year and honestly since the start of this project. Their unique insight has always and will continue to be extremely valuable to the podcast and to Passionate DJ. And of course, I want to profusely thank Modingo for stepping up to the plate and helping us to figure out how to reach the next level. He truly has a good heart, the right mindset, and the passion that is needed to direct a show that literally has passion in the title. Now, as I said before, this isn't goodbye. We're all going to be around. I'm just excited to see where Mo can take this while giving it his full attention, and I'm sure you will be too. I love these guys. They're my brothers, and you all have become my family. So thank you so much for continuing to be a part of the Passionate DJ podcast, and whatever it takes, always remember to keep on spinning. Peace.